This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, September 2nd. We are almost there, people. Oh, so close to game day. Thanks for being here. The season is almost upon us. And hey, that means the BYU football equipment truck made famous from the Coastal Carolina week, leaving on Tuesday, not knowing if it would actually have the game, but made it to Coastal Carolina, of course, is off and running on its way to Vegas right now. I am very, very uh, jealous of those that get to drive down in that. Have you ever been in a big rig like this? Because I never have. My stepdad... Is the Ute fan? Semi-tra- the Ute, uh, Bruce. Really nice guy. Only real flaws that is a Ute fan. Is, uh, is a semi-truck driver. So really? A couple times. Growing okay. Up. So yeah. I, I, that is kind of like a, like, a, like a dream of mine. Like I have cousins. A dream of yours. Well, I have, I have Let's cousins. Let's make this happen. I have a cousin and, and That's cool. like a lot of family. Uh, my family back in Missouri yeah. lot, uh, have a lot of truck drivers. And so like it's, I've, I grew up kind of around it. But for whatever reason, I never had the opportunity to get in one of them. That would be awesome. I feel like Lincoln Hawk from from uh, Over the Top. That was Sylvester Stallone's character. Ugh, that's a great movie. I watched that like four years ago for the first time on recommendation. Maybe from you. Uh, it was it was amazing. Brian Logan was right yesterday. Your haircut looks incredible. Really? It really does. I, I love wow. it. Wow. No, I'm dead serious. I'm I love a, it. I'm gonna be honest. I, I kind of thought it was it was a meh one. It was a meh, meh. one. Eh. Like, you know, sometimes you get yeah. done with a haircut, and you're like, that was, a, like, right. this looks really, really good. Sometimes, yes. like, okay, this, yep. I'm going to have to not be out in public for a while Listen, to let this grow out. It's a little shorter on the sides, a little longer on the top. Yes. I like it. Okay. I Thank like you. It. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And the uh, the stylist at yeah. a certain uh, haircut place, uh, I'm sure, appreciates it as well. <laughs> Despite me saying, f- at first, I thought it was meh. <laughs> Hopefully that person doesn't watch the show. <laughs> uh, do I do want to clear something up. I was actually re-signed to the 53, and Brian was cut. So you cleared waivers. I cleared. I was never cut. Uh, but if another place offers me way more, we'll talk. Okay, here's your show lineup. Our, our official season predictions, projections, and sure-to-be-way-off picks are on the way. Can't wait for this in December to be wrong. Johnny Linehan joins us to discuss not 4th and 19, the Cougars' incredible pairing of Jake Oldroyd and Ryan Rico with special teams. I mean, it is dynamic. Who ended up being... Resigned to practice squads or picked up off waivers in the NFL among the BYU guys. And it's a ball night for women's soccer and volleyball. Jason and I on the call, we're excited. We'll chat with the American, all-American opposite, Kenzie Kerber, who transferred from Utah down to BYU. Love it. Why the move and what she brings to the table? Because she She's is amazing. Legit. She is amazing. Legit. Here are today's headlines. Not to uh, steal the thunder from the countdown, but we're two days away from BYU football kicking off the season in Vegas against Arizona. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says he'll be leaning on his players who have had experience against the Wildcats. It is comforting to know that we have some experienced players uh, because of the fact that we don't know a lot about what we're going to get in this game. Uh, So there's a lot of a lot of unpredictability in this situation, so we're going to have to, we're going to need some of our more experienced players to to uh, step up, and and you know there's going to be some information gathering early in this game. Countdown to kickoff live from Vegas begins at 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV and the app. Shameless plug for the radio side of things. Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio also 
begins at 8.30 Eastern. Kickoff set for 10.30 Eastern time at the home of the Silver and Black. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Several Cougars were cut or waived Tuesday, but signed with practice squads around the league yesterday. Some with the same team, some with others. They are Zane Anderson with your Chiefs, mm-hmm. Matt Bushman with the Raiders, Bronson Kafusi with the Packers, Corbin Kafusi with the Niners, Troy Warner uh, was cut by the Rams, but picked up by the Bucks. It had the longest travel to deal with from LA <laughs> to Tampa. Luckily, they have planes now. And Chris Wilcox <laughs> was cut by the Bucks after a hamstring injury, but picked up by the Colts. So uh, best of luck to those guys. That's great. 14th-ranked women's soccer hosting Marquette tonight at Southfield. Cougars 2-2 and on the season. Both wins coming at home. You can watch at 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. The Matt Carlino game. Number 13 women's volleyball begins three matches in three days with Weber State, the Big Sky champs, who also won the NCAA tournament last year. They're pretty good. Tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Then Dixie State tomorrow, TBD on the name. And then uh, Michigan State Saturday. So it's going to be a loaded weekend. Yes, it is. Men's cross country is the unanimous choice to win the West Coast Conference Championship in the annual preseason. Really? Poll. I know. The number Shocker. two team in the country or three teams? Number three. We're, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I uh, stole your thunder. You did. But that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> BYU enters the... Tw- Pretend like you're surprised when I say this. BYU enters the 2021 fall season ranked number three. You already said this yesterday. In the preseason USTF CCCA national poll. But we can't guarantee everybody saw my haircut and the show yesterday. That's true, and they might just be listening. You're right. Yes. Former women's soccer stand-up Michelle Vasconcelos uh, from BYU. Well, she's still a stand-up, but former BYU soccer player Michelle Vasconcelos. Signed with Sevilla FC in Spain. That's awesome. Vasconcelos played for the uh, Chicago Red Stars, Utah Royals, and is now in Spain. All right, as we continue to follow the possibility of Big 12 expansion, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby released a statement after the conclusion of a two-day meeting with the remaining athletic directors. This is the statement from the Big 12. Quote, The eight ADs remain committed to furthering the Big 12 as one of the nation's premier athletic conferences and look forward to working with our presidents and chancellors to strengthen the league. Future exploration by the group will continue to center on options that best position the long-term strength of the conference, end quote. Now, we've been, we've been following this closely, and this is something we'll continue to follow, obviously, with the Big 12. Oh, I'm being handed something here. Hold on just a second. Uh, okay, uh, looks like BYU Sports Nation has actually released a statement. Let's go to the uh, Big 12 it's expansion. It's a Big desk. 12 expansion update. This statement from BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation remains committed to furthering our daily show as one of the nation's premier daily sports talk national simulcast programs focused on BYU. We, as a show and crew, are committed to bringing Cougar fans the latest news and information pertaining to the topics of the Big 12 expansion and all other topics as they pertain to BYU athletics. Future news reporting and advancements as it pertains to BYU Sports Nation will center around the success of the program and our student-athlete producers. Back to you. Thank you, Ben, and thank you for staying in character that entire time. Wow. That was as vague of a statement wow. as A lot to unpack there. <laughs> I personally like the music the most out of that. You know what? We actually have Big 12 expansion news. This is, this is just happening. Max Olson from The Athletic released this information within the last 15 minutes. I'm going to read this straight from the piece that he just posted. 
The Big 12 continues to engage in serious discussions about future expansion with a current preference of adding four new teams, sources tell The Athletic. BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston are the four schools that have been most seriously discussed and are considered the leading contenders, sources said. The Athletic previously reported the Big 12 was seriously considering BYU as a potential addition early on in this process. It goes on to say this, if the Athletic directors and presidents of the league's eight remaining members can reach a consensus on which members to invite, sources believe it's possible that the process could move faster than initially anticipated, end quote. That from Max Olson of The Athletic. Well then, um, so not a shocker that BYU is in the mix, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston. Um, I think some Boise State fans were hoping that they would be in this mix, not mentioned at least initially. I'm hoping Boise State's in the mix as well. I think that'd be a nice pairing with BYU if that is actually going to happen. But uh, they are talking. They are talking, according to this report, and that's great news because BYU to the Big 12 would be the most validating moment in BYU history outside of winning the national championship in the Heisman. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on as as it mentioned, you know, in this piece. If they can get some sort of a consensus, maybe that obviously that would speed up the process. We don't know what the timeline is right now. Right, there's With been Texas a, and Oklahoma. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk. Leaving? That, that, when do you need? Yes, this you could possibly add two. With Texas and Oklahoma still in the conference, and yes. then when they leave, then add two more. Yes. And obviously, you would think because of BYU's ability to maneuver without a conference that they single would, and ready yes, to that, mingle. That they Jason. would be one of the two if they get an invite that would be most likely to jump early, and then two more later. You someone, would think someone create BYU a fake BYU on LinkedIn, and then have it with that little green arc that's like open to <laughs> being included in a Power Five. Uh, that would be really fun. Okay, all rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big 12's What's Trending, and so are our predictions on the season. So these are sure to fail, which is always exciting. Some of which will hit, some won't. Uh, and, uh, we're going to hit them all. Uh, that's, that's a very great uh, outlook. Uh, our BYU football preseason projections, Spencer included in this. Talked to Spence yesterday. Uh, he's doing better, which is great. Um, we hope to get him in here as soon as we can, which is awesome. But we'll give his projections as well. So let's start off with the most important thing that is out there outside of the record. The quarterback's touchdown passes. Jaron Hall. <laughs> Who, how many touchdown passes will Jaron Hall throw this year? I have Jaron Hall with 26 TD passes this year. 26. Why 26? Um, I went a little bit more. I, I expect, obviously, Jaron, because of his running ability, to be able to score on the ground and score several touchdowns that way. Gotcha. But I, I basically averaged out two passing touchdowns uh, a game and then added two more. I just got, basically didn't want to go right at 24, so I just went with 26. I'm going, it's the logic right there. I'm going 30. I'm going 30. Just a little higher. I think it's 30 number, which would be really high. I'll take it. Uh, and Spencer says 25, so there are projections. Who will be the leading receiver and how many yards? Uh, we all agree on the player. Yeah, it's the yardage. You know, it'd be weird if we all agreed on the exact yardage as well. Uh, Gunnar Romney is who I've got, and I've got him with nine hundred and fifty yards. Nine fifty would be nice. That'd be really nice. I have him at eight seventy-seven, so just a little under. It's very I th- specific. I think. Yep. I think the depth of the receiving core, granted some injuries they're dealing with, right, um, is going to prevent him from being a thousand-yard guy. Also, kind of the schedule's a little tougher, right? But Gunner Gunner had eight hundred something last year, uh, so he's he's gonna improve on that against a tougher schedule. Spence says eight hundred. 
There you go. Okay. Who will lead the team in rushing? Consensus on the guy. Which yes. Is pretty obvious. Tyler Algier. We all three went with Tyler Algier. I had him at 1,030. Uh, I, I think he will have the same impact. I don't know if the, if the yards will be there simply because we'll be facing better defenses. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I still think he's a 1,000-yard rusher uh, in, uh, in, a, in a schedule like this. I think he will, too, for the sake of being closer to the pin. I went with 947. And uh, Spencer goes 1,050. The, the winner gets a lifetime supply of Tucanos from the others. That's uh, what's on the, what? the line. Who will, huh? Who will lead in touchdowns? So rushing and receiving combination. Uh, I went with Tyler Algier, and I had 10. I think that's a good choice. Um, although I went just to mix it up. I went Lopini Katoa. Just see if he can't have, I don't know, what if he has three or four receiving touchdowns? Really good out of the backfield. And then he has, uh, you know, like seven uh, rushing touchdowns. And then uh, Spence said Tyler Algier, 12 touchdowns. So there we go. Okay. Uh, leading tackler, who you got? I went with Peyton Wilgar, and I've got him with 87 tackles. Way to be specific. Leading, well, welcome. Th- I just, you know, I, I, I saw how you did it. I'm like, I admire that. <laughs> so I'm going to go with 87. Like, like a minute ago? <laughs> sure, yeah. 87 and Peyton Wilgar. I'm going Peyton Wilgar as well, but north of a hundy. I'm going 103 on that. Keenan P. leads the pick for Spencer at 91, which is a good pick. The Mike linebacker typically is the leading tackler, or... One of the safest. And I believe it was Isaiah Kafusi last year in the mid-80s was the leading tackler. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, who will lead the team in interceptions and how many? Uh, I went, we, we actually all agree on the number, but we differ on the person. I went with Malik Moore with three. The free safety. Yes, okay. I, I, I've given it to Malik Moore this year. I said Chaz Ayu at strong safety. And uh, Spence says uh, Malik Moore with three as well. So there you go. See, I benefit uh, in no way, shape, or form if I pick the same thing and, you know. So you got to be a little. You got to mix it up if you're going to win this. I don't really care. How many uh, 50 yard field goals uh, and uh, how long will they be this year for BYU? I'm saying the longest. Yes, I'm saying three field goals of 50 or more. That happened last year too. And I say that the longest of them will be 55. 55. Okay, I say two, and that Jake Goldroyd will set the BYU record. Go north of 56 to 57 yards. Spence says three, 56. Okay, we're all we're Let's all right there. It. Yeah, we're all right there. Isaac Rex, the elk. How many touchdowns is he going to score? Nine. Ooh, nine touchdowns. That's pretty good. He Look, won't top twelve. He won't top twelve again. I mean, that was that was. There's insane. just so many weapons, yes. and now you're you know now you're yes. adding a Dallin Holker with him, and you're not going to play that schedule. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there look, it is. So I'm, I'm saying nine. I I very much wanted to go to ten. That's an I, I went conservative at, at nine. Okay. Uh, I have six because I think Dallin Holker will take some of those and the receivers. Gunnar Romney touchdowns. Gunnar Romney, I have six. He had two last year. Yeah. I'm going to go with six this year. I'm going, I'm, going, um, I'm going up to eight. I think he's, if he's the leading receiver in yards, he's going to get some of those in the end zone. Let's go. All right. I, I have no problem with it. Spent, yeah, yeah, you don't. And uh, Spence has six as well. Same number. Come on. Jaron Hall will start X amount of games. This is I don't this I don't is, like this question. I don't like I don't either. like the question. I'm There's I hate an it. Assumption of injury or ineptitude, the two eyes. Yeah, I I you and I said thirteen. I'm not gonna put anything beyond starting every game on Jaron yeah. Hall. Spence said eleven. Spence said eleven. Okay. BYU's final record will be. We all have the same record. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though, because You think so? I think that's good. Okay. We all went nine and four. I thought about eight and five. But I ble- I expect eight and five. I hope for nine and four. That's where we're at. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I do not I, think nine and four is unrealistic this year. I do not. We think this team's good. Yes, and we think of the seven power fives. There are four that are super winnable. 
Look, we're going to know a lot about. Going to get at least one. We're going to know a lot about this team after week two. Yes, we're, we are. We're not going to know as much after week one because Arizona doth stinketh. <laughs> okay, points per game. What you got? I say thirty-four. Mm. I like thirty-four. I like 34. Um, because uh, felt the prompting <laughs> from who? <laughs> I have thirty-two, and Spencer has thirty. So we're all in the thirties. Being in the thirties good. If you're yeah. in the twenties, you're not that good. Okay. Points allowed. This is a big one. Look, I am all about the keeping it under 24, so I went 23. Nice. Yes. So Bron- I, 23 Broncos, points is that game. you? <laughs> Nick Howell? Are you here? Is that you? I wonder if we'll be able to keep Bronco under 24 points that game. And the Broncos? No, not Boise the Broncos. State? Well, that's fine, too. Yeah, that's there, too. But ironic, if Bronco comes in and, and his, his whole thing of keeping under 24, and then he's kept under 24. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, October 30th? Um, I said 26 points per game. I, I uh, believe in this offense more than you guys. And then uh, just what? waiting for a reaction from you. Nothing? You said 26? Yeah. You mean, so you, you think the defense will give up more points? You're right. I don't believe in the defense as <laughs> much as you guys. That's a mistake. Um, I think BYU will get in some shootouts with some good teams. Yeah, I would think but so. That th- yes, yes. Um, offensively, you believe in this team offensively the most. I, I believe, yes. I don't believe in this team defensively. No, I do <laughs> believe in this team defensively. I like, uh, yeah, so, well, it depends. If you win a game 51 to 28, hey, you gave up 28. But you scored but you 51. But you scored 51, like, so it doesn't matter. It's all good. Okay, wh- wh- what do you think? Our question of the day. What's your best hot take projection for BYU football this year? I, I, can't, uh, I can't wait to hear these. Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Use Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to uh, weigh in. Yeah. All right, coming up, who is the most intriguing Cougar? It's a very intriguing okay. question. I like that. Cosmo is the obvious answer, but uh, who else you got? And uh, we'll talk with uh, Johnny Linehan. Let's talk about the specialist. Kicker, punter, Jake Oldrod, Ryan Rico. How good are these guys? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us for a special BYU Sports Nation live from Las Vegas at FanFest tomorrow. Jerem Jordan will be hanging out with BYU alums and fans as we get you ready for the BYU season opener. Watch tomorrow, 9 Eastern, right here on BYU TV and the app. going to be fun. It's going to be a massive contingent of Cougar fans in Vegas. Can't wait to see all of you tomorrow night. Uh, we are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard. We are that much closer to the game. Hit it. Countdown to the Wildcats. Two days away. Okay, I'm interested to see if we're going confetti or not tomorrow. One day away? The day before? Oh, okay. Might get, might get crazy in here. Might be some chocolate milk consumed. <laughs> Not getting nuts. <laughs> Speaking of crazy, our next guest is uh, a homie. You know him. You love him. Johnny Linehan on the program. Talk about the specialist. Johnny, what is up, my man? That Royal Blue is looking good, bro. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Glad to be here. Uh, everything's going well. Just excited for this weekend. Made a spontaneous trip to go down with one of the homies to the game. So I'm going to be there. Excited to be back in full capacity and get rowdy with the kooks. It's going to be awesome. I know you were dealing with the uh, 30% service fee from StubHub. Uh, so welcome to the <laughs> life that everyone else has, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I know. It's been it's been a long time since I've like been that quick to exit a website once I've seen the price on that. So I was like, man, it's gotta be gotta be gotta be cheaper tickets somewhere else. So no, yeah, we'll we'll bite the bullet. We'll stay with some friends as well, so we'll save some money there. But yeah, I mean, what's that Mastercard ad, right? Watching the Cougars beat Arizona again—it's priceless. Priceless. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get it big picture. What What do you make of this team? What excites you when you look at this team in general as it gets ready to begin the year? Well, obviously the specialists, right? Well, of course. But, I mean, talking of the talking of the team in general, there are actually quite a few unknowns. I was going to go down to a practice at fall camp this year, and just before I got in the car to drive down, I was like. That might be a little bit weird. Most of these guys, I mean, the coaches, most of the coaches will know me because they're still there. But a lot of the players, when I went to walk through the locker room, they were kind of looking like, who's this guy? I had a work shirt on, and I think they were thinking I was trying to sell some NIL deals or something like that. So they were all on their best behavior. But I was like, no, I used to be used to be on the team, guys. I'm old now. But so I thought it was, yeah. So I actually stayed away from, from fall camp this year and didn't end up going down. So there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, and we obviously lost a lot of good production last year, but we did retain some talent. We did bring in some more talent through transfers and other recruits. So a lot of unknowns. I'm excited. I'm pretty bullish, but I also, I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for some players. So I don't know if we're going to be able to hit the ground running as fast as we ended last season. Yeah, last year was certainly special in, in a million ways. The good news is BYU is playing Arizona. Uh, I feel confident that BYU will win and win convincingly. That margin, I will, I believe in, will be revealed tomorrow. But let's talk about the specialists, okay? Let's start with kicker. Jake Oldroyd is back. Somehow five years ago he was freshman, and he's a sophomore. Um, this guy's legit, Johnny. Um, what, what do you, how do you feel about him, and what's he capable of after being a Lou Groza finalist last year? Yeah, well, Jake, obviously, his freshman year ended up redshirting in 2016 because he got hurt in our third game against UCLA. So, yeah, he kind of went on his mission, came back, and still had all of his four years, and then COVID gives him another year. So he might be, you know, serving his senior mission while he's still finishing up his playing days at BYU. <laughs> but, but Jake yeah, Jake and I, we, we hit it off right from the beginning. It's kind of funny because – uh, just kind of the story and why I'm so bullish on Jake and and also why I'm his biggest fan and why we have a bromance on Twitter. There's a little bit of a story there. So I'll, I'll try and do the too long, didn't read version. But during our, when he first came to BYU as a walk-on, no one knew who he was, right? We're out there kicking. And, and as soon as I saw him kicking, just before fall camp had even begun, I was like, man, this kid is special. There's a lot to him. Anyway, so we go in, he starts fall camp pretty much on the first day, tears his meniscus, right? This is actually on a Sunday, so maybe just after we had reported for fall camp. Still, no one knows what he's doing or or who he is. So he's in his apartment just stretching, and he calls me up, and I'm in church getting ready to pass the sacrament. And he's like, hey, Johnny, I, I just was stretching, and my knee popped. And I was like, hey, Bishop. Sorry, I got to go. There's <laughs> something else. Just kidding. I obviously fulfilled my calling and whatever. And then when I then went and picked him up. Anyway, we went to his apartment complex. He couldn't walk. I was like, man, what did you do? He's like, I was just stretching. So anyway, I'm like, all right, jump on my back. <laughs> so I piggyback him down the stairs, <laughs> throw him in the car. Good news is training room is open on Sundays, you know, because they're, they're doing the Lord's work. And so um, we, we went in and we and I said to Steve, our head trainer, and I said, hey, 
Steve's a homie. He loves me. He doesn't know Jake. So usually a player that you don't know and is new and is a kicker might not get the treatment. But I say we got to get this guy and he's special. He's going to help us win games. So we got meniscus surgery a couple of days later. Two weeks after meniscus surgery, he's out there kicking 60-odd field goals. We know how that ends with the Arizona game winner. But then he had this nagging back injury. So really the only question mark is can he stay healthy? But when he's healthy, he's a superstar. He is special. You're telling me Torres meniscus weeks before the Arizona game in 2016 and then goes out there and yeah. kicks the game winner? Yeah, so what's interesting, we had a we had a, some unknowns there, especially at kicker. Obviously, we had an amazing punter. We didn't have to worry about that yet. But kicker, there were some question marks. <laughs> and so, <laughs> just kidding. But maybe slightly above average, a little bit mediocre some days. But statistically speaking, the punter was all right. Anyway, but with our kicker, Right. Coach Sataki, after one practice, we had a pretty bad practice with our kickers missing left and right. And Coach Sataki was like, Johnny, what are we going to do? I said, Jake, don't worry about it. Like when he comes back, he'll be good to go. So it's kind of funny how it all worked out. And then obviously he comes back. His first field goal is a game winner. So that's why it's so special. That's why it'll be one of my favorite moments ever. You know, Johnny, and we're having fun, you know, talking about how great the, the, the special teams and everything are and the kickers. But when you look at having a guy like Oldroyd and having a punter like Ryan Rico, I mean, Ryan Rico probably doesn't get talked about enough and as much as we should be talking about how good he is when he's out there punting. Between the two of them, that is a massive weapon for BYU. Yeah, I, I 100% believe we have the best, best special teams in the country. And I know I like to make a joke of the position – I know a lot of people like to make fun of the special teams, but having a reliable kicker and having a punter that can flip the field like Ryan, Ryan is such a special talent. And we didn't see that last year, which is probably a good thing. This year with a much more difficult schedule, I expect us to see it and and really see what a weapon he is. But he's an NFL guy. So is Jake. Both of these guys are just NFL guys. And for me to say that, I recognize there's 32 spots in the world for a punter and then 32 for a kicker. And so having two NFL guys be that reliable, it's, yeah, we're witnessing something special on the special teams at BYU. Tell me about Ryan. What what makes him such an excellent punter? 45 uh, a kick last year, and I believe he would have been one of the tops in the country, but he had too few punts because Zach Wilson and the boys were scoring too often. Yeah, so, I mean, you go and watch Ryan as he's warming up, and you see how consistent he is, right? It starts with the drop. Everything is the same. Every punt is just a, a bomb, right? When I did, I was learning the drop would be all over the place. Sometimes I'd hit a good one. Sometimes it would be average. But Ryan's is like consistently very, very good. And then he's got the measurables. He's a tall. He's a big guy. He can just put his leg through it like someone who's shorter. Like I, I just can't. And so he's got everything. And then he's been practicing for a long time. Yeah, he's really kind of got the perfect chemistry for a punter, but it's consistency. You'll see this guy warm up, and it's like the same ball over and over, and they're all monster balls. We've talked, obviously, about the, the 2016. We've referenced it a couple of times in this interview already. T- take us back. What do you remember from that game in 2016 in Glendale against the Arizona Wildcats? Yeah, I remember everything, right? Like I said, it was an awesome moment. I remember the games I punt pretty well in, right, more than the ones that I don't, and definitely don't remember any ones where I do other things other than punting. But, you know, we started off, and we were feeling pretty good going into the first first game. We knew Arizona was a decent opponent. They had some, you know, question marks with coaching staff, et cetera. But we, we prepare for camp, and we're pretty confident going into game one, very excited. 
So we come out, you know, I think we score first, but then we miss the, we, we missed the PAT. And so I think with the first, we actually scored a field goal first. It was pretty shaky, low one. They just got over the, over the line and then we missed the PAT. And so from there, the coaches are kind of like, well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, anyway, like you see with any game, the PAT usually comes back to haunt you. So we find ourselves down one at the end and yeah, obviously we need a, need a field goal. And by that point, it was like, Jake's the next kick. He's the next field goal. Didn't matter if it was in the third quarter, fourth quarter. It just happened to be the last kick of the game. He was taking the next one regardless. So he knew that. He'd been warming up for that. And it was just kind of a, a perfect scene, really a Disney movie, that he got to take that game winner and, and nail it like he did. How many guys on the team didn't know who he was or his name at that moment? Yeah, it was funny. I do remember that, too. A lot of people were like, who is this guy? I remember Jamal coming up to me. Jamal coming up to me, like, right before the kick, being like, hey, Johnny, who's this guy? Is he any good? Is he going to make it? You know, Jamal pretty out there. And it's funny because even the fans, right, as a punter, I kind of have a different role where it's like I'll get in the mindset, like, yes, I have to always be in the mindset ready to go on the field. But as soon as we pass the 40, it's like, hey, I can pretty much switch off for 40 minutes because I'm probably not going on the field. So anyway (laughs) – Obviously, when the when the game's over overtime, it's like I'm just a dude on the sideline. Really, it's like I'm a waste waste of space because I wasn't holding. And the fans, right, as they call the timeout to try and ice check, they're like, "Hey, Johnny, who is this guy?" <laughs> you know, he's got the green cleats on and Under Armour shirt underneath. You know that Nike had a fit about, but we didn't give him one. And so they're like, "Is he gonna make it?" And I was, yeah. I was really confident. I said, "Hey, like I'm confident he's not gonna miss. He's gonna make it." So it's funny when he kicked it. Right. I, I, you can kind of see no one would notice, but you can see like my feet on the screen running past. I just went down to the kicking net. I said, all of the guys that don't know who he is, they're going to want to celebrate with him, you know, jump on him because he kicked the game winner. Be like, yeah, good kick. Who are you? You know, but I was like, we'll, we'll, we'll meet at the kicking net and we'll celebrate afterwards. So I just let him have that moment. And it's an <laughs> awesome moment. I, I, I still watch it probably once a week because it was really special. Am I? Am That's I? Rem- incredible. Am I remembering this? Didn't Detmer say he had no idea who he was? Didn't Deborah say I that? Did, I didn't know who Jake was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, Jake. Jake played in Texas, so maybe you know they they he kind of know knew of him. But that was the game where Deborah, I think, right? He had like he was eating like ten chapsticks. He's on the you know on screen. He loves right them. That, yeah. And right, yeah, right as the timeout, I think Deborah goes up and like high fives him and just says, gives him a vote of confidence, but. Yeah, that's kind of the worst thing you want to do to a kicker. Just let him be in his space. He's going to nail it. But that I will say, that's the thing. That's why I'm really bullish on Jake. He's got that mindset. Yeah. We did speak in 20, 2019, I believe it was, when he was doing punting and kicking. He was having a bit of a rough season, and he came over after a couple of rough games and was just trying to you know, talk with me, hey, how do I get back in the groove of things? And, but really focusing just on one kicking, being able to have that mindset of just kicking has really helped him out. That's why he's, he should have won the Groza. That's why I think he will be up there again and hopefully win it this year. Yeah, he's an incredible kid. Um, the story's incredible, and uh, we learned even more than we already knew about that. So, Johnny, <laughs> as always, we appreciate the time breaking down the specialists like nobody else can. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Cougs. Okay, we'll thanks, see you Johnny. down there. Johnny Linehan on BYU Sports So Station. great. Incredible story. I didn't realize he I had tore ne- his meniscus. Had never heard that. Camp. Did not know that. And, and uh, you know, Jake has kept that quiet. Johnny uh, tells us that. But Two uh, weeks? Like, what? Like, within weeks of, of having that, you're kicking the game winner. 
And then, yeah, he tweaks his back later, goes on his mission. We kind of forget about him. He comes back. He leads the country initially in 2019. He's 10 of 11 for a while. And then he goes through a real funk. And then this last year, he does not miss a field goal. He was goal. phenomenal What an incredible year. comeback from Jake Oldroyd. So, yes, health is of the utmost concern for Jake because when he's healthy, he's incredible. Great stuff. And speaking of great stuff, coming up, BYU Volleyball added an All-American in the offseason. And we'll ask her how she got here. And reading into the statement from the Big 12, Max Olsen weighing in as well. What do we think? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Top a loss on Monday at Arkansas. Looks to rebound at home tonight. Hosting Marquette. Watch the match 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. He's Jason. I'm Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to follow us on social media. BYU Sports Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it. Good Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, Sports Illustrated lists Isaac Rex as honorable mention most intriguing player this year in college football. Is uh, the Elk the most intriguing cougar in your mind? I think in terms of uh, like deep blue stories. So Peyton Wilgar is my guy. There's a story with Peyton that we're going to tell this year that has not been told by anyone about off-the-field stuff with him. On the field, he's probably BYU's best defensive player as well. So he's the most intriguing guy to me for those two angles. Well, I guess I'm looking at the, looking at it more from an angle of intriguing. I look almost intriguing like is, is somewhat unknown. Okay. So I don't put I don't Tyler put, Algier for you. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna use even though we we know stuff about him. I still think the most intriguing is Jaron Hall. I'm very curious. Yeah, totally. I'm very curious how this plays out this year. I have high expectations for Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall has not completed a game he started right. quite yet, so, right? So for so, me, that's why yes. I go that route. There's a lot of intrigue there. How about the Nakuas? Yeah. Big intrigue. Chaz Ayu as a full-time starter on the back end. Yes, we haven't seen all this stuff quite yet. Which BYU Cougar signed on a practice squad has the best opportunity to get back on the 53-man roster at some point this season? Um, I Look, I, it'll sound like a homer pick. I'm going to say Zane Anderson. I don't, if, you, if you saw yesterday in the NFL... Uh, Tyron Matthew tested positive for COVID. Mm. He's a safety. The honey badger. So there is a chance that they need a safety from their practice squad. So I think it may very well be Zane Anderson that gets you know promoted up if Matthew cannot be ready by week one. I'm thinking Chris Wilcox, once he gets over that hamstring, he was valued enough to be picked up injured by the Colts. Right. He's one that's intriguing. And then offensive linemen get hurt a bunch. Corbin Kafusi with the Niners. I think he's got a shot at making the 53 off the practice squad. All right, what is your wildest read into the statement from the Big 12? Okay, I looked into this. Um, there are three Bs, one Y, and seven U's. Okay, three letters in BYU, one national championship, seven college football Hall of Famers. That equals 11 letters, which was Zach Wilson's freshman jersey number. None of that matters. No, I, there's nothing. It's completely vague. Uh, it is completely vague, but I think it's purposely vague because they didn't want BYU to immediately know that the invite was coming. They're like, we're going to be so vague. That fake Jason Shepard won't even see it on Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And who will be home for us tonight, you or I? I'm calling volleyball, you're calling soccer. Uh, I would say probably you. I I'm mean, thinking I will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the likelihood of BYU getting uh, three sets and, and calling it a night. And, and then soccer, soccer typically, you know, it's two hours if you yeah. have you have extra. Unless but, you have extra time. Yeah, but usually it's right around two hours. I think you're going to be done inside two hours. I have three or four sets. Are you going to come over and watch if you're done first? I'll come give you nux. 
I got I got games to watch tonight. I got Utah. So whichever Weaver one State. of us is done first, I got UCF Boise State. Yes. I got USA Men's Soccer. There's a lot to watch. Tonight. Whichever one of us is done first, the other has to come over to the other broadcast. Give Knox. Yes. Bow respectfully. Bow. And then okay. 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 All right. Cool. Done. Done. Pinky. Come. <laughs> verbal pinky swear. Yes. <laughs> Heather Olmstead's like, why is why, what? What is? Why are they talking about a sweep? All right. Gosh. Yeah. Coming up, rise and shout out to an idea that tonight becomes a reality. And Kenzie Kerber, three-time All-American at Utah, coming down to BYU. She's already played a couple of matches. She's the real deal. She'll join us next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch a two-hour countdown to kickoff special Saturday live from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas as BYU gets ready to face Arizona in the season opener. It is right upon us. Join Dave, Blaine, David, and Jerem as they get you ready for kickoff. Coverage begins 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. The women's volleyball team last year got to the Sweet 16 and returned several All-Americans. Add to that Heather Nighting back from her mission now seven weeks ago and a three-time All-American opposite lefty from the University of Utah. Here is a grad transfer to BYU. Her name is Kenzie Kerber, and BYU is loaded. Kenzie, welcome to the program for the first time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good to be here. It's great to have you here. First off, let's talk about the decision to come to BYU in the first place. Not often do the two swap players uh, (laughs) in the rivalry, but here we are. You look great in blue. What went into the decision to become a BYU Cougar? Yeah, so um, I played my senior year this spring. I actually didn't know if I was going to come back and play a fifth year anywhere. Um, I was kind of planning to go pro, and I thought maybe that was the next step that I needed to take. But after a lot of thought and consideration, I was like, you know, not everyone gets this fifth year. Like, there's so many athletes out there that would have died to have another year of college. And so I spent a lot of time talking to a lot of ex-college athletes athletes that were like dude like you need to you need to play another year so decided to play another year and then came the decision well do I want to stay here or do I want to go somewhere else and I just felt that I needed to go somewhere that was going to help me progress as a person and a player more importantly a person and so um you know I played for Heather in Japan two years ago I've formed a great relationship with her there and I've had a lot of friends down in Provo a lot of times when we had off weekends, I'd come down here and hang out with people. So I was down here a lot um, and I wasn't ready. I didn't want to leave the state of Utah because I have a ton of family here, but it just felt like BYU was the place that I need to be, especially with being a recent convert. I knew that it would help me progress as a person down here. And I like what Heather does with her program and I wanted to be a part of it. So that's why I decided to come down here. Well, and as Jerem mentioned coming in, I mean, this team is just absolutely loaded, and the fact that you're added to the mix makes it even better. What's What's been maybe uh, the biggest uh, takeaway on this team early on in the first couple of weeks that you've seen? Yeah, so we've been in fall, the fall camp grind for a few weeks, and then we finally got to be put to the test this weekend, and I think the most incredible thing to see from my point of view is that there are weak, no weaknesses in any position. We have depth that goes so deep in the bench. We have amazing middles that are putting up big numbers, high hitting percentages. We have stellar outsides. We have a tank of a setter. We have good liberos. Like we're stacked in kind of every position. So it's been cool to see that it's not just a team that has one superstar that they rely on to do everything. It's cool to see the strengths in each position. So 
I think that's been the biggest thing that I think all of us have seen and that we want to continue to build on. So what did you expect last weekend to be like versus what it was? Um, you know, I didn't really know coming. It's my first, I almost felt like a freshman again. Like I didn't know <laughs> what it was going to be like, you know, the crowd, you know, first time in a BYU Jersey, like it was pretty real for me. It was pretty new. I felt like I was a little freshman. I'm like, wait, I've done this for four years. So, um, I didn't really know what to expect. We had a good two weeks of fall camp and double days. So it was always very competitive. So I knew that we would perform, but I don't think I expected it to be like that. Like it was like games were over in an hour at most. So I was like, Whoa, that was pretty quick, but no, it was super fun. It was everything that I could have hoped for it to be two nights in a row with 4,800, 5,000 people is incredible. So I loved every second of it. And I'm glad that we're here again this week. So I thought there would be decent crowds. I did not expect, like you said, 4,800 and 4,400 in the first two nights. That was, that was special. What was it like for you playing in that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, every time I've come down here in the past, it's been like that, but I've been on the opposite side of the cheering. So to finally play <laughs> in front of those fans and know that they weren't going to be in my ear cheering against me when I'm serving was the coolest thing. I mean, I'm someone that thrives off of energy and thrives off of a crowd, and so you know, coming from a season where I played in front of cardboard cutouts to now 4,800 real people was the best feeling again. It helps, it helps me elevate my energy and my performance. And so it was a great experience, obviously in a perfect world, we have 5,000 people at every game, but I know that probably won't happen, but I am super, I was super grateful to have all those fans there this weekend. So the most attended game in the Smithfield house for women's volleyball ever was the 2018 game against Utah. BYU won this in three. You, like you said, you were on the other side of that. What do you remember from that? And uh, how har- happy are you to be on the other end now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of tried to block out that game. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> was kind of ugly for, for me. So um, I just remember not even being able to think after BYU scored a point. Like, it was so loud. I couldn't hear myself think at all. And my head was just pounding. And I kind of felt that this weekend of like, when we'd get a point, it was still the same effect, but it was nice knowing that they were cheering for us. And that really helped me just be in the moment and like continue to bring the energy that I know my team thrives off of. So it was a breath of fresh air to be on the receiving end of that for sure. Your career has obviously been phenomenal, you know, multiple time all American at Utah. So you're coming in as super accomplished. What do you feel you personally add to this group? Yeah. So, um, it's been, I've been doing this for four years now. So I feel like I bring a lot of leadership skills. I've played in PAC 12 conference, been to two sweet 16s that ended in five, very close. So, um, I feel like I have a lot of experience that I am able to bring to this team and continue to try to lead them. I also have mentioned my energy. I, that's kind of what I've been known as the past, my whole, actually whole college career is the girl that has the crazy energy, you know, is, is intense. And, um, so that's, that's how I play. That's, um, not made up energy. I always will play like that. And, um, it's been fun to hear some of the girls say, it's so fun. Like, I love when you get in my face and you hype me up. So, um, I think that I, you know, bring the leadership and bring the energy and just, um, being steady, uh, playing six rotations. You have a lot that you have to think about in a game, passing defense, serving aside from the hitting blocking off blocker. So there's a lot that I have to think about during a game, but um, 
I'm grateful for the experience that I have under my belt that allows me to do all that with confidence and hopefully with ease. And if one area is struggling, making up for it in another. So you referenced earlier in the interview, you know, the, the overall depth and, you know, good luck trying to find a weakness on this team. How much fun is that to be a part of in terms of just regardless of who comes in, who's on the floor, you guys know that that the level of play is always going to stay high. Yeah. So I think it's awesome that we have that trust and that we, there isn't anyone on the team where if they go in or someone's playing bad, we sub someone in that we're going to be fearful that it's not going to be good. So um, I think it's awesome. The level of trust that we have within each other and along with the coaching staff, I fully trust the coaches and their decisions and um, they're amazing coaches. And so I know that they're always going to put the players out there that they believe will help help us win and accomplish the goals that we have for the season. So um, it's super cool that this weekend we got to do a lot of that. We got to sub in a lot of people and just be excited for them and know that they are going to perform well. And I think everyone that went in had great performances. So it's cool to know that if someone's down or especially with COVID still, like if someone tests positive or people are contact trace, like we know that we're going to be taken care of. So. And hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Kenzie, uh, two weeks from tonight, BYU's hosting Utah. What's that l- night going to be like for you? Yeah, so that game's in the back of my mind a lot. I think about think about a lot. Sometimes I like have dreams about it. So it's been obviously the talk of um, ever since I've made the move down here, people call me, come up to me. What's that game going to look like? So it's definitely something I think about a lot. I think um, – we are obviously focused on tonight. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We're focused on Weaver State tonight at seven, but um, I have full confidence in my team and our abilities and our coaching staff. And I obviously have an idea of what I want that game to look like and what I think it'll look like, but get, not getting ahead of ourselves and just continuing to get better at the little things. And um, I'm really grateful that we're playing in the field house for that game. I think our, our fan base will be a big factor to that and helping us and, creating that environment. So um, I'm really excited. I think about it a lot, but we're obviously staying focused on tonight. And we can stay focused on uh, that match as well. While you focused on Weber State, which will be fun. Right, exactly. we, we look forward to that one. Of course, tonight, Weber State, uh, 9 Eastern time on uh, BYU TV and the app. Kenzie, we appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for coming to BYU. It's really fun to watch you play. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you. Kenzie Kerber. BYU women's volleyball. She's awesome. She plays with so much juice, and she's extremely skilled as well. She has she has made a very good team, a great team. Right. Well, yeah. And this this team was going to be very very good. We see it year in and year out. You know, it's just how good now. Now you yeah. you add a three time All American to the mix, and 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 then you're not only not only does it help on the on the court, but your depth then improves. Yes. It just permeates throughout the entire program when you continue to add talent. Not just adding talent that way, but with what Coach Olmstead and her staff does and bringing in the young talent, which she will, will play and rely on it at, at certain points. The, the program is just in such a great spot. Loaded, man. Loaded. All right, coming up, your best hot take projections. And today's rise and shout-outs in the elite voice of the day. Did you get it? Is it you? We'll find out. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. 
BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. While you're there, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, what's your best hot take projection for BYU football this season? Ben Nichols on Twitter. BYU proves everyone wrong who said last year's success was only due to a weaker schedule. BYU will get into a New Year's Six Bowl as the newest representative of the Big 12. Well, that ain't happening this year, but yeah, at Kip Kent on Twitter, meaning the Big 12 part. The streak ends and road upsets against Washington State and Baylor at BYU undefeated. College football world buzzing about a top 10 matchup against USC in the final game. BYU likely sees its undefeated season come to an end against Trojan, but what if? Oh, is that the latest it. on Marvel? I haven't watched episode four I watched it. Yet. I watched it yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Don't tell me anything. In, our, uh, in response, our elite voice of the day presented tell by you Sundance I'm just going to blurt it out. Sundance Mountain Resort at Mad Eye Cosmo on Twitter. <laughs> I will eat my weight in cougar tails while watching BYU football at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Hashtag less than 72 hours. Well, we need to, we, he needs to put in what his weight is then. If you want, yeah. I uh, need to know how many cougar tails that actually entails. The team has to keep the next opponent in mind. We don't. Uh, Utah's next week. Don't forget. So, yeah. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts are brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of the BYU Cougars. Shout out to my guy Richard Henniger, who never misses uh, a show. Uh, to college football, last week was week zero. Forget this week zero stuff. Week one. There's some good games tonight, which will be really fun. The Big 12 playing game between UCF and Boise State will be fun to watch. Yeah, based off of the report earlier, it yeah. may sound like it doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> and, and a note I should have brought up last segment but did not. Uh, Matty Robinson transferred from BYU to Utah a couple years ago. So it's not like this is the first BYU-Utah switch in volleyball. It's happened a couple times Correct. in football. We uh, just not, tend a to... ton, or not a ton in uh, basketball, though Caleb Lohner signed at Utah. Yeah, it, 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 is, it is rare, but it does happen. Yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, Devin Kafusi up at uh, Utah. So it does happen. It does happen, and it's all good. It, it adds a little wrinkle to the rivalry, which I think is kind of fun. We, we certainly like it a lot more when it's red to blue. Yeah, that, like is our preference. Lee, that is our preference, Austin if we're Lee, being honest here. Fantastic. Kairos Tonga was going to sign at Utah. Nope, came to BYU. There have been others All he's going to do is way. start on the defensive line for the Chicago Bears right now. Let's go, man. Let's go. Okay. Our thanks to today's guest, Johnny Linhan. Crazy, amazing stories from Johnny and Kenzie Kerber. All right. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Kayla Morgan. See you tonight for a doubleheader at 9 Eastern time. Women's soccer taking on Marquette on the BYU TV app. And women's volleyball taking on Weber State on the app. And BYU TV both at 9 Eastern. Go Cougs! Tomorrow's the day before the day!